Beyond the Parent, the podcast for Christians seeking clarity for parenting in a confusing world. I'm Chuck Mead. Hey, I'm Jeremy Autry. And we are continuing our conversation. And really, we're going to split this episode into two parts because we're addressing how to talk to your kids about homosexuality. And so we introduced this last week when we really just broke down scriptures and looked at God's word, what God's word has to say about it. And Jeremy, like we're coming into this with the understanding of our previous episode about having ongoing conversations. Yeah. Just sidebar, asterisks. Uh, if you were scrolling through topics on this and you're like, oh, let's see what Jeremy and Chuck are talking about. And you saw this when you thought this is really important. I want to see what they're what they're saying about this, you need to back up and listen to the episode before this. Um, it's very important, probably more important. If you're if you're not grounded in what the Bible says about homosexuality, gender, marriage, you're going to have a hard time talking to your kid about it. So yeah. you need to listen to that episode. And then uh, an ongoing theme, like you said, running through all of our episodes is the importance of having open communication with your kid. Yes. And so, as we get into this, um, because this should be an ongoing conversation, if you ever have this instance of your kid um, coming up to you and saying that they were gay, we would hope that you would already have ongoing conversations where this isn't the first time they're hearing this. Yeah, yeah. So that this, you need to be preemptive about this. Mm-hmm. You need to be, you need to be thinking about this and talking about this with your kid before it's an issue that they come to you with, either that is something they're dealing with or that they know somebody who's dealing with this or they saw it in this movie, it needs to be a conversation that you've already had with your kid. So the first thing we should do when someone said, if whether it's our own kid or someone we love, a family member, a close friend, they tell us that they are gay or bi or lesbian, whatever it is, um, the first thing that I would do is ask them, what do you mean by the word gay? What do you mean by that word? Defining terms is super important in any conversation because if you're not careful, you find out we're talking about two completely different things. Yes. And um, we, we can't converse. There is no communication happening if we don't know what these words mean. And the truth is, I'm not trying to be political or funny. But this is an ever-evolving thing. What yeah. the definition of words um, is to our culture, uh, things like gay, lesbian, gender, sexuality, um, those things are ever-evolving. Yeah. So there is great value in, okay, let's take a break and let's make sure we all understand what terms we're using. So what do you mean by that word is super important. Right. So we're going to give you a couple terms, and I think we... Um, said this in our last episode, but we're going to devote a whole nother episode in the future um, talking about transgenderism and all of those um, binary and all those questions that result from that. And we're really just going to focus mainly on homosexuality, um, same-sex attraction, those things in this episode. So to give you a couple different terms, because we're going to be using them in this episode, same-sex attraction is an inclination, appetite, or attraction toward members of the same sex. So this is an inclination, appetite, or attraction toward members of the same sex. Then the word homosexuality is the act of the same gender sexual behavior. 
So it's an actual action. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when, when Scripture is referring to it, they only use the term homosexuality. So that is the, the Scripture is referring to the act when it addresses this. Gotcha. And gay is the adoption of the identity of homosexual behavior. Ooh. So that is coming when you're using that terminology is adopting this is my identity. Do you see the escalation in these terms? Mm-hmm. Same-sex attraction. It's an inclination. Inclination. It's an appetite. It's a desire, a sinful desire, but a desire. Then homosexuality is an action that's a sin, but then gay is an adoption of this sin and this sinful desire as an identity. And by the way, people, kids, teenagers, they may use a term and it's not in line with these definitions, which is why it's very, very crucial that we run to these definitions and we're explaining these definitions to them because uh, a a kid may have same-sex attraction, but they state that they're gay and they're not, they're not necessarily identifying with it. They haven't gone down that trail where they've actually acted, participated in the act of homosexuality, they are dealing with same-sex attraction. And also, these are not the definitions that the world's using. Right. The world is saying, if you feel this attraction, then this is your identity, Mm -hmm. and which is um, ridiculous. We don't say that about other things. Oh, if you feel the desire to take something that's not yours, you're a thief, and that's your identity. We don't say that about other things, Um, but um, that's that's what our culture does. And it's a good point to, a good time to bring up that the terms heterosexual and homosexual as referring to a person as their identity, um, that is a fairly new definition, a fairly new word that, that has only been around for a couple hundred years. So no one was ever identified with their sexual desires or attractions until the past couple hundred years. Yeah, which sounds like a long time, but when you consider all of history, that's pretty short. Yeah. Chuck's only been alive for... 31 years. 31 years. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. So when someone comes to me with that type of, um, and I've had conversations with students before, um, typically they're referring to same-sex attraction because that, and this is the term that I use to them. I want to be quick to say, especially um, if they're a Christian, they think if I'm having these feelings, these attractions, that automatically means I'm gay. That automatically means I have to identify it, which is what we said the world defines as. Yeah, yeah. And how how scary, you know, to find your identity in your sexual attraction. How yeah. scary to find your identity in, well, obviously we're Christians. How scary to find your identity in anything but Christ, right. you know? So that's what I first try to, if they say I'm attracted to someone of the same sex or whatever, then I really try to underline and clarify that this is what you are struggling with. You are struggling with same sex Attraction. So the world wants anyone who struggles with this to identify with it, to make it who they are, to celebrate it. But as we'll see, um, as we continue to examine scripture, as we did in this last episode, acting on this attraction is a sin. It's a sinful desire that God can redeem and bring victory over. Yeah, so it's a desire to sin. Um, Temptation itself is not sin. Yep. Yeah. So we see the danger of identifying. We can see the danger of identifying with our sin when we compare it with something else. For example, someone who has a drinking problem comes up to me and says, 
I'm an alcoholic. That's just who I am. It's how God made me. Nothing's going to change that. Like they'll never get victory over that addiction, that temptation. They're not viewing it as a temptation. They're viewing it as this is my identity, you know, but we don't see that. Most people would not refer to it that this being an alcoholic is just my identity, right? you know, or struggling with any, any other type of sexual sin. So someone who admits they struggle with an alcohol addiction, they don't accept it, but seek it in a way um, like seek to get victory is one who has hope. And the same goes for someone who calls themselves gay. If you resort yourself, this is my identity. This is who I am. You are no longer looking at this as a temptation. And for Christians, someone that something that God can give you victory through the Holy Spirit over. Right, right. Um, it, you know, in some of the uh, alcoholic recovery programs, uh, they teach you to say, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I, I think I take issue even with that. I think there's great danger in saying, this is who I am, and I'm trying to fight against it, right. but this is just my nature, and I'll right. never be over this. I don't, uh, I don't think the Bible teaches that we have to look at sin that way. Yes. And so, like you were talking about the difference between sin and temptation, Jeremy, but um, it's important that we make that, distinguish that difference, because homosexuality is a sin, but same-sex attraction are, is a struggle to be dealt with. It's yeah. a temptation. I, I have a, a question for you, a side question. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to interview you. Uh, so suppose I'm talking to someone about this, mm-hmm. and they push back. They don't want to accept the terminology that I'm trying to get them to accept. Mm. Does this end my opportunity to pour into this person if this is the, the obstacle before us? If they're like, uh I think I'm more comfortable with saying I'm gay. And even if they haven't acted on that, mm-hmm. even if they've only experienced the sinful desire, but they won't meet you on this terminology, can you still minister to that person? The minister, yes, but I would say it would come down to a, a salvation question. It would come down to, and we're going to get to this, but it would come down to who do you, what do you find your identity in? Is if the, if this person I'm talking to claims to be a Christian, that's going to be a whole different conversation than someone who doesn't claim to be a Christian. Because my focus is no longer on their same-sex attraction if they're not a Christian. Right, my right. focus is the gospel, and that's what they need to see. It's I can't. We're not out to get people straight before they come to yeah. uh, faith in Christ. You know, so I think that's where my question would then go. Okay, okay. Do you do you claim to believe in God? Do you claim to follow Jesus and follow His Word? And then that would lead to. And then you would say, so your identity is Christian, mm-hmm. not your sinful desires. Right, and it's dangerous for you to. So even if if you're continuing to minister to them, whichever side it is, if you find out they're saved, they're not saved, you might continue talking with them, but you're never going to leave this point alone. Right. Stop trying to find your identity in your right in your temptation. It comes down to an identity question, and a lot of people, uh, this question gets brought up, Jeremy. Am I born? What, am I born this way? Yeah. Right. Um. Who? Who? Katy Perry. Is that right? Yeah, is that she what she said? Saying? Isn't that a song? I think so. I don't. We're not supposed to know about. It's been that a stuff. while. Yeah. But yeah, so people ask this question, or they'll just make the statement, "I was born this way." Well, are people born this way? And I would kind of say, "Well, no," but also yes. Right. So what do I mean by that is, first and foremost, we were created in the image of God. 
in his perfection, his holiness, the way he designed us um, was perfect. But Genesis 3, sin was brought into the world through the fall of man. So because of Adam and Eve's sin, all creation was brought down by it. Animals didn't peacefully coexist, but now committed horrible, horrific acts against each other, including killing each other. With that, you were born into sin, which means every single one of us are susceptible to any and every different kind of sin. So some were born with a tendency to, there's, there's sin struggles that other people face but it's not, not everyone struggles with that same temptation. So some were born with a tendency to steal. Some a stronger desire to be dependent on drugs and alcohol. Some have addictive personalities within certain or struggles within that area. Um, some have a higher tendency to have an angry outburst. Some struggle with an addiction to pornography more. And some even have a struggle with same-sex attraction. So these are the effects of sin because we were born into sin. Yeah, side note, it's interesting that uh, sometimes we have a hard time having compassion for someone who's struggling with the sin that we don't struggle with. Yes. But it's important to remember, uh, we all were born in sin. We all um, deal with sinful temptations. You yeah. Know? And I think even that, that even goes include, I know there's people who struggle more with depression and anxiety and things like that where... Like for me, that's not something that I typically go to. And so it's harder for me to have compassion when I hear people going through those struggles. And so like my wife will tell me, like, you just don't deal with anxiety. So you like when yeah. I'll tell her, I think I made the comment recently, there's too many worship songs about fear. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> so every song is about fear. And she's like, well, you don't struggle with fear and other people do. So Chuck is, he's big and it. bad. He's not no, I do. I do. But not, but that's, it's come down, comes down to the understanding of other people struggle with things that you may not, that doesn't make it invalid. Yeah. You know, another um, consequence of us not being able to have compassion for people's struggles that we don't also experience is that we do find it easy to be uncomfortable with and even disgusted by other people's sinful temptations mm -hmm. instead of being disgusted by our own Ooh. sinful temptations. Man, I'm, That's I think so there's good. a sermon laying here somewhere. Um, so, so the thing that, uh, like, I, I mean, I experienced this, I'm just being um, God honest, when I find out you, not you personally, but an individual struggles with something, sometimes I'm like, man, that is so, that's just gross that that is something that they even desire to do. But my own sin, yes. it makes just perfect sense for me to be tempted by, in my own mind, you know, obviously yep. this is tempting, but that should be just as more disgusting to me than someone else's sinful desire. We need to be horrified and disgusted with our sin more than anyone else's. Yeah, but like, we're just comfortable with it and snuggle mm -hmm, up beside it. Right. And it's we're easy it's easier for us to justify our own sin and to explain it away or downplay it. And it's easier to maximize and, and condemn the sin in other people. It's still sin. Yeah. But it's easier for us to condemn other people instead of ourselves so, first. This is very much a side note, and I'll let you get back on track after this. But when we're talking to our kids about homosexuality and LGBTQ things, this needs to come across just in the yeah. way our sentences are put together and the, the look on our face. We need to be filled with the Spirit so that when we're talking about these things to our kids, they see that it's it's disgusting because it's sin, but 
we have compassion for people that struggle with it, just like we would with our own sinful desires or mm-hmm. any other sinful desires that we were talking about. We put this in in that similar category that it's disgusting because it's sin, but people aren't disgusting because they have a sinful temptation. Right. And so when it comes down to our com- in our conversations and going back to the question, we were, were you born that way? I would say not as a part of God's original perfect design, but since God, you know, he gave Adam and Eve free and he gives us free will and humanity chooses sin, then that brought us the fall, the curse. And so because of that, that is just one of many sin struggles that people have. Now, there's not a gene that determines you to be gay. Some people have, like, there have been scientists, people have tried to explain that. But just like you have uh, people who have the predisposition towards certain temptations, you have people who have a tendency to struggle with same-sex attraction. And there's people, and even uh, Christian authors and people in the church who will say, um, I have, um, this is a sin struggle in my life but they have been changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it's still a struggle they have. But they make the choice, I'm not going to give in to this temptation. An author that comes to my mind is Sam Alberry, and uh, he's a theologian. He's written many books, one being is God, anti-gay, and he asked that question. And he is a uh, Christian theologian who has, been com- who has committed his life to a life of singleness and celibacy. And he openly shares he struggles with this as a temptation but he knows it is sin to act on it and to identify with it. So he is pursuing Christ for the victory over this, and he is doesn't feel led to uh, marry a woman, but he deals with this struggle and gives it over to God, and he's open and honest with that. Boiling down to it, and we talked about this in 1 Corinthians, the amazing truth about the gospel is that we don't have to be stuck. We don't have to give in to our temptation. So we're all born given over to sin with a strong desire, but God has his plan to rescue us from it. So when we repent of our sins, that means we say, I know I'm a sinner. I don't want to be identified with sin or let sin control me anymore. And I'm turning away from my sin and following Jesus. And we believe in what Christ on the cross is all we need for salvation. And that gives us new life, the Holy Spirit. And so we must pursue Christ within these temptations. That's the heart of every discussion that we have about homosexuality, the gospel. That's the heart of every spiritual discussion we have with our kids, the gospel. God loves us, uh, even though we are sinners, even though we're tempted to sin, even though we give in to that temptation, he loves us and he not only is willing, but wants to rescue us And not only does he want to rescue us from the consequences of our sin, but he wants to give us victory over the temptation to that sin. Right. Uh, And that's available, which is why it's so dangerous to say, I'm gay. This is just who I am. And uh, there's no change in that. That's not true. Right. God can take away your want to. That's what the the good old mountain preachers would say, Mm -hmm. God can change and you're not necessarily going to struggle with this temptation for your whole life. And so we, it comes down to, are we willing to identify that this is a temptation that for Christians, we are not bound to. 
And so, in the same way, when you know God um, commands, a, God um, is against all types of fornication and adultery. But you don't have people identifying with adultery. If they cheated on their spouse, you don't have them going around and just say, "I'm an adulterer." That's just who I am. Can't change it. Sorry. Like, no, we would say that's horrible. No, like you don't have to give into that. But that's what society and our world and what makes this such a um, a hard conversation is because our world so blatantly is saying this is it is wrong to even call this a sin because people are born this way and that's who they are yeah uh, james 1 lays out this difference for us and how the temptation leads to sin uh, james 1 beginning in verse 14 but every man um woman person is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Mm. It's two different things. We don't have to surrender to the temptation and then step into sin. And in nowhere is this our identity. Right. And so, again, we as Christians will struggle with temptation in many different areas until we are with the Lord. So we've got to recognize that 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 applies here. So just one conversation with someone who says they're 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 gay or so struggling with same sex attraction isn't going to fix it all. But we pursue Christ. We pursue um, a relationship with Him. We walk in the Spirit, so we will not um, give in to the temptations, give in to the lusts of our flesh. And so it comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ that we can. Uh, have the power through him not to give in to our temptations and let it lead us into sin. So uh, as we're kind of tying a bow on this concept and what we've discussed today, it's important that you have a biblical foundation for your own understanding of homosexuality, that you've looked to God's word and you understand what it teaches about homosexuality as a sin. Um, And then that you have open lines of communication with your kid, that it's normal for them to talk to you about things. And even that you talk to them about this before it's an issue. Right. This should be at an age-appropriate time um, that you're talking to your kids about that. And as you're trying to think about what that age-appropriate time is, you need to be thinking about, what am I allowing them to watch on TV? What am I allowing them to listen to? What am I allowing them to watch on their computer? Because if they're watching videos that are discussing sexuality and gayness yep. um, and you're not addressing it, you missed it. Right. That time has already been. So it's it, today's the day, yep. you know, um, and that's earlier than you may want to admit to yourself. Right. Um, so there needs to be this open communication and it needs to be happening on this subject before it's an issue that they're struggling with. Yeah. And then that a big part of that communication needs to be um, the temptation to sin is not an identity. Right. And that God uh, loves us in spite of our temptation and in spite of our sin and will rescue us from the consequences of that and from he will help us deal with the effects of it now here on earth. That's good. Well, we're going to continue this conversation next week um, and just how we are going to continue to talk to our kids uh, about homosexuality and, and everything that comes in that. Hey, thanks for listening to Beyond a Parent. Remember, parenting is way beyond us, but in Christ we have all that we need for this journey. Peace out.